Hey everybody, welcome to the 72nd episode of the JDO Show. I'm your host, J. David Osborne, and today on the show we have Joey Grantham on. Mr. Funny Man, Mr. Ha Ha Pants, Mr. Long Hair, Mr. I Got Glasses and a Mustache, Joey Grantham is here to talk to me about all manner of things. We talk about books and shit. I hope you enjoy it. The audio on this one is not good. Just letting you know that right up front, because I'm an honest guy, and I don't want you to come in here thinking that you're going to get some kind of professional-sounding podcast when, in fact, you're going to get a podcast that sounds like shit. It's nobody's fault. Uh, except that it's mostly Joey's fault. Basically, his connection sucked uh, in his apartment in New York for Skype, and then I called him on my phone and used my fancy phone recorder, which is not that fancy at all. It sounds like about what you would accept. Uh, we we both uh, pretty much sound like the, the Mel Gibson tape where he's saying a bunch of horrible things, except we're saying nice things. But it's basically the same quality as those mel gibson tapes because my uh phone connection is actually really bad where i am so basically the blame then shifts over to me um hopefully it's not too bad i hope you listen to it because it's funny joey and i go back and forth we're, we're just a couple of guys who really like making each other laugh so enjoy this 72nd episode of the jdo show featuring joey grantham of Disorder Press, and also of having long hair. Hey, what's up, dude? <laughs> Can you hear me right now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. I'm on, I'm on my eye touch. Right on. Do you have headphones? Yeah, I do. I'm wearing them right now. Oh, no way. Hell yeah. That's epic, bro. I wouldn't lie to you about that. <laughs> about something like that. No way am I going to lie about that. So how was your day? Oh, you know, it was all right. Um, I am just getting everything ready so I can sit down. Oh, it was all right, though. There was a there was a reading at the bookstore. Oh, yeah? Who was there? It was a romance writer. Nice. What's her, what's so, her name? Uh, it was like Sarah McLean, I think. Oh, wow. Does she write? Does she write really dirty stuff? It didn't look that dirty, but there were there was like you know like a dude on the cover with his shirt torn up a little bit. Nice, nice. You know, it's one of those funny things. I've had. I feel like I've had this conversation with a lot of writers where they'll talk about how they're like, "Oh man, you know what we should do because it sells is we should just write erotica, man. Like we should just like like as though that's just something that." you can do you know what i mean because yeah it's it's like so condescending it's looked at as you know this like lesser uh form of writing or something it's like dude let's just write it like we just write it together we'll just it'll just have like i don't know some, <laughs> like, some ball sucking and some some anal and and we'll make like a million dollars and no, yeah I don't... literally li- i know one guy who did it did he do all right at it i have no idea He's he was a very he's a very strange man. I have no idea how he did. <laughs> What's his name? His name is Barry Graham. He's a hmm. he's a crime writer. He's a really really good crime writer too. I never read his uh, his erotica work though, but he wrote like a like he said he was going to do it, and he straight up he's like he's a Scottish uh, Buddhist monk who used to live in Portland, and then he moved back to Scotland after um, Trump won. Um, wow. 
and yeah i remember sitting at a bar with him and he said i'm gonna write a vampire erotic novel and i since i'd had that conversation with people so many times i was like sure thing bro and then i'll be damned but he did it man that's pretty cool you know what would make his career better what if he changed his last name to grantham instead of graham (laughs) why i don't get it I don't know. I've just—it's worked out really well for me, <laughs> so so far. That, People love that name. Have you ever noticed that your last name is actually—it's actually Grant Ham? Yeah, I know. I've noticed that because some people say it like that. It's like somebody is is gifting you just a big Christmas ham. I know. That's how I when I'm trying to tell people how to spell. Like it's like you know, it's like Grant Grant you some ham, right? And then yeah, they don't really get it though. So, you're not you're not from New York originally, right? You moved there. Hell yeah, I'm not from there at all. I moved there just after I got out of school, which was not long ago. And I moved there in August 2017 or 2016. No. And do you live by yourself? No, I live with two two guys I went to school with. Two of my good pals. Right on. What, yeah. What made you want to go out to old NYC? A couple of reasons. Um, I I swore I would never live here actually, and then I got out of school and I was I was living on this island at the end of Long Island called Shelter Island. Um, because my friend had a house there, his family has a house there, so we were living there for free. I got a job in a kitchen, worked in that kitchen for two days, and then quit. And then I ran out of money, so I was like, shit, I need a job. Right. I guess we have to move to New York. <laughs> yeah. And I also really... That makes sense, right? That, that totally makes... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's how that happened. And I really liked a girl in New York, so that was made it uh, easier. Oh, now we're getting to the real reason. The real reason. I was, like, is... I was just waiting for you to finish, because I was like, this all sounds like bullshit. It's just like, oh, no, man. It was... There was some stuff, and then, and then you get down to it, and then it's like, well, and then also there was this girl. Yeah, it's like, but why did you move to that island? Because you were just inching your way closer to New York. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and it's one of those things, too, where I kind of understand it. Some people move to New York to, like, uh, like for career stuff, and that makes sense, too. A part of me feels like I should have done that just initially, just for, like, a few years, like, right out of college. I should have just, like, moved there and, I don't know, gotten to know people, mingled around a little bit, you know, but... Yeah, it's actually pretty good for mingling. I've done some mingling a lot lately, Mm -hmm. hanging out out with that Bud Smith guy, Mm. Um, some of those other... I'm I'm not totally on board with Bud Smith. He's... He's the happy prophet of the stupid world. <laughs> no, yeah, I love him. I love him to death. He's just. I wanna. I wanna go to New York just to hang out with you guys. I feel like that. See, and that's my excuse. I don't even have to say that it's that it's like a girl. Even I'd be like, I just want to go there and, and crack a cold one with the boys. Yeah, we'll be your girl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> together you should yeah you should come man in two weeks there's a there's gonna be some fun stuff going down what if i said that i yeah. went if i went to new york for a girl and somebody asked me and then i showed him a picture of you <laughs> that'd be so confusing bud and i bud and i look like 
we come from different worlds, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he has short hair and you have long hair. Yeah, he's, he's a lot bigger than I am. Oh, really? I don't. I met him once, but I think he was sitting down at the time, so I didn't get the full <laughs> scale of his size. You didn't tell him to stand up? I was like, stand up so I can get a good measure of you. <laughs> I want to know what you look like. <laughs> no, but I wanted to have you on kind of regularly, and Bud, too. Um... We can kind of. I kind of wanted to do a solo episode with Bud, and then do like the Avengers, and then bring everybody together again. Um, yeah. But I thought it would be kind of cool to actually talk about books, you know, because neither of us really have anything that we're trying to sell right now. And I mean, I've had guests on the show, and it's not like they come on. Like the whole thing about the show is that they're not trying to sell books or whatever. But it's still. I just think it'd be cool to just talk about like books that we're actually reading, you know, as fans of books and just be like, Hey, this is a book that I'm reading and I think that it's rad. Um, so I guess my question would be what, what, what book are you reading right now? I'm currently reading this, that book, uh, the laughing monsters. It's a Dennis Johnson book. Oh yeah. 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 Um, uh oh, connection issues. Hello. Hello. Still. Hold on. Actually, go ahead. Hey. Go ahead and send me your your. Hold on. Give me give me two seconds. I'll be right back. Cool. 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 Yo. All right, I'm back. Can you hear me right now? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Basically, what what I'm doing now is I'm charging my phone because technically I could call you and record the phone call. It just doesn't sound as good. But... Mm -hmm. Um, if it like keeps glitching out, I'll just give you a call, but for now it's good. So anyway, the laughing monsters. Yeah, I just, I'm only like 60 something pages in. Um, it's good. It's like, you know, it's a lot, it's just more fun. It's a little bit more laid back than his other stuff. Not that I love Jesus's son and like I read train dreams. I like that one too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but this feels like a little, like a espionage. Um, oh, like dude. Graham Greene type of thing. Dude, I love that shit. I like, um, the book that inspired me the most to write my first novel, actually, was Nobody Move. Um, I still haven't read that one, but yeah. I've got it. Dude, it's so good. And I think the thing that, um, you know, whenever you read, you know, when people have writer's block, and by people I mean, like, I've had writer's block for a really long time, but I don't anymore, and it's because I really started reading again. And the cool thing about reading is that I think that if you have writer's block, I would challenge anybody to just, like, go th go read, like, three books, and it'll probably fix it. Because, like, all the answers to whatever questions you have are in those books. And so, like, with Nobody Move, I had I was having issues with, like, plot, 
and there's a mm-hmm. sequence in the in Nobody Move where he just like the exact thing that I was trying to figure out how to write in his book, he just skipped it. And I was like, oh shit, you can just skip it. Yeah. yeah. That's like usually the problem with me is like, yeah, it's like, oh, you can just skip like the shit that you don't want to write. Like you can just skip that part. And it'll it doesn't still to... make sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I was talking the other day, like, I don't know, people, I think a lot of that has to do with people being impatient and they, they want to sit down. They, they always say things like you got to get in the chair and you got to get to the blank page. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, maybe they haven't read, read a book in a little while. Cause that's usually what solves it for me. Well, right. And I mean, in the whole, just, you know, go sit in front of the blank page. It's, it's sort of true, you know? Um, it's good advice, I guess, but it doesn't really feel like it's full enough advice. And also, I I, I wrote this uh, column for Lit Reactor. I think it's going to go up in a few days, but it was about why um, quitting is actually totally okay. Because uh, I didn't see a single article on the internet. Like, when I was really bummed, I didn't want to write anymore. <laughs> I, like, went to Google to, like, help me make excuses for why it was okay to quit. And um, I typed that in, and there's no articles that exist like that. And it kind of, like, threw me for a loop because it's, I think it's totally fine to to quit when you don't want to. You know what I mean? But it's like... Like in, like in general or, like, on a specific, uh, well, like, ge- thing you're working on? Oh, in general, I think. Like, just giving up writing altogether. I don't really see the problem with that. Um, but it's, the, I guess, what connected it in my brain was the... Uh, the you know you just have to sit in a chair you know never never quit accumulate as many rejections as possible it's like well no i mean nah you don't have to right? yeah <laughs> yeah you could just not, like not do that yeah i feel like we all go through these periods though at least i do where i'm like oh fuck like that's it like i wrote the last thing all right but that always goes away and it's usually because I haven't been writing, and then I just read a few books, like you're saying, and then it's then I'm back. Then I have something to say again. Back in the motherfucking saddle. I'm back in the fucking saddle, and I'm clacking away on my typewriter. Do you have a typewriter for real? See, this is like where it gets dark. I have two typewriters, man. Whoa. I know, and that's when he was shunned from the literary community. <laughs> <laughs> and that... I I don't really. Did your roommates get pissed off like with the smack 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 smack? I don't do that. I only do it when when I'm alone, and I only do it for like a paragraph. And it's usually like the opening of something. I want to like, because I fuck up so much on a typewriter that it like forces me to keep writing the same like paragraph Mm -hmm. over. And then once I like that, then I just bring it over to my computer and then write from there. Right. It's it's still a piece of shit, uh, ugly, douchey thing. But well, I want to talk about this idea of, of the douchey thing because you remember a few years ago. Actually, it might have been like five years ago. There was the guy. I think it was in New York, but he would sit on a park bench with a typewriter, and he looked, <laughs> he looked like super hipster. And he was like, he's like he would write you a story for fifteen bucks or something like that. I can't remember what it was. It was it was something like that. But everybody like hated that guy's guts, 
and I don't really, I don't really understand, like what, like because people like classic cars and nobody gives them shit, or like, I don't know, they get into a bunch of stuff that doesn't make any sense, like archery. Like we don't, you don't need archery. Uh, you're not really gonna need to shoot a bow and arrow unless you're in the Hunger Games. But then it's like yeah. somebody somebody gets like a typewriter or is really into old mechanical stuff or whatever and people are like look at this fucking asshole <laughs> with this <laughs> it's so hateable right. yeah i don't know i don't know something i've learned about myself that's pretty bad like when i feel like when i feel like i'm in love like i'm just like okay i'm the richest man in the world and i can buy us dinner every night and we can go do whatever we want mm-hmm. and i can buy all these things but i'm not the richest man in the world nor will I ever be. Right. Um, yeah. And oh, so you, I, just, you just you just go on a spending spree because you're like, I just want to show you <laughs> with, with with dollars how I'm I like, feel about you. Yeah, you know, I'm like, I can show you the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. But uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, man, it's um, you got plenty of time to write a. Have you have you been thinking about writing a novel? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I think I'll do it at some point. I think, like, running the press makes it less, like, this mythical, like, mysterious thing, you know, just, like, do it when I'm ready to do it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like uh, like sex before you have sex. You're just like, whoa, yeah. I don't know, like, one day I'm going to do it, like, what it would be like, and will they like <laughs> me? And, and then eventually you're just like, yeah, I'm going to fucking do it. Yeah. How yeah, about? yeah. Like right. reading books, it's like I've watched enough porn. Like reading books is like watching the porn mm-hmm. before you've ever had sex, and then you're like in the mirror, like you're doing your sexy <laughs> moves. Like you just gonna look stupid. Oh yeah, exactly. Exactly. Do you ever think like do you ever think like like in the middle of doing it, like I've got to look so silly right now? Yeah, especially because I'm not comfortable with my body at all, right. really. Right. Like, right. a lot of my writing is about that, I've noticed, like, especially lately, like, yeah, I just, like, write a lot of poems about, like, am I fat? I don't know. <laughs> I could, I, I, I don't think I could tell. I don't know. Do you wear baggy clothes? Yeah, I wear, like, sort of baggy clothes, like, sometimes. I, I, I think I'm, like, just, like, a normal guy, but... Mm-hmm. It's funny. I had a friend who like thought I was really fat for a while because I wore baggy clothes, and then like she saw me wear like normal clothes, and she was like, "Oh, you're actually really strong." And like, <laughs> changed her idea of me. She's like, "Oh wow, you're actually kind of like buff," and I was like, "Ah shit, yeah." <laughs> and then yeah. you guys like you guys like hook up after that or what? Well. I don't kiss and tell. <laughs> no, oh God, yeah. I, yeah. I never Maybe know if that means happened. yes or no. Mm, I think we did hook up, but it had nothing to do with um, her thinking I was buff. I, it just happened randomly, like a year later right. or something. Right. Wouldn't like that be rad, though? Like, dudes would work out so much if they, if just as soon as a, a woman thought your muscles she was like i have to have sex with this guy <laughs> you know this is happening <laughs> yeah and like the dude is like whoa thank god i spent all those hours in the gym 
Yeah. I think I've, like, noticed something. It's, like, skinny dudes win now. Like, that's, like, what's in, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not, like, a big fatty, but I'm not, like, you know, whatever this is about to mean, but I'm not, like, classically skinny. So, like, mm-hmm. when I'm in the bookstore and, like, I see, like, beautiful girls and they all have skinny boyfriends like really skinny dudes i'm like god right. damn it and you're right. skinny think, you're part of the problem well no man but i mean when i look at myself i my problem has always been that like fat when i grow fat it goes like right to my to my honey buns man like straight to my butt so i can get really weird looking if i put on weight because a lot of dudes yeah. they put it in around like their midsection they get like a belly but me, like, yeah. my butt will just continue to grow. Like, and it'll just Dude, that happens to me, too. Thing. Like, I put that all happens my weight in my to butt. Me too. That happens to me, too. I think I remember being, like, a teenager and, like, Googling that. Like, and it, it was, like, women grow fat on their butt. Men grow fat around their abdomen. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> but it's true, yeah. So, like, everybody will be like... Oh yeah, you're skinny. But like, if I took my clothes off, they'd be able to tell. They'd be like, "Oh, it's because you wear pants that like hide the curvature of your buns." But yeah, like, I'm I'm packing a couple of hands, man. Yeah, well, I am too. And sometimes, like, girls try to like compliment me, like, "Well, you got a big butt." And every time that happens, I just die a little bit inside. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. <laughs> like, that's not what. I don't think any guy wants to hear that. No, I really don't. Yeah, no, no. I've been trying to work out more. So, Rios, because Rios used to do that, and she didn't do it to like hurt my feelings or whatever. But now she's like, she'll be like, "Oh, your back looks muscular, or your arms look muscular." But she used to like pinch my butt and be like, "Ooh, look at all these buns," and I'd yeah. be like, <laughs> "Just be like, thanks, yeah." Because I guess yeah. that's when I when I ask like, do you ever think about like when you have sex, like how dumb you look? That's what is in my head. It's just like my big ass just flopping around. You know, <laughs> Dude, like, that's exactly that's exactly what I was thinking about. I was like, and then like that weird moment when you when you like get up after after it's all over and you're just like, you know, like you go to the bathroom. I'm like, uh oh, like they're really gonna see my giant butt now. <laughs> and you're walking. They're like they're, they're about I'm like, to see, I'm like sidestepping out of the room. Because <laughs> you don't want them to see the, the the jiggle of the cheeks as you walk towards the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Like we're keeping the lights off. <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, man, I feel like it's good to talk about because, of course, dudes care about this stuff. They just Everybody's got their thing. I remember they're yeah. watching an, an, like an MTV True Life once where it was about plastic surgery. And there was a super buff bodybuilder guy, but he was really, really um, self-conscious because he, he his calves wouldn't grow. And so he ended up getting, like, in, implants for his calves. And, uh, yeah, it's weird, right? But, like, so everybody has a thing that nobody else notices. Like, I remember um, I've been trying to, like, get my diet into ketosis, right? Um to burn Wait, fat. what is that? Ketosis. It's where you uh, you eat a bunch of fats and stuff, and it basically like your body starts like burning fat fast. There's like a lot of science behind it. I listened to like 
stuff like uh, Joe Rogan and Tim Ferriss a lot. And so they talk oh, yeah. a, a lot about like bodybuilding tricks and stuff. So I was like following this diet so that I would burn fat. And I was telling this to a coworker of mine and she was like, why are you burning fat? She's like, you're like tiny. But of course, <laughs> like in my, in my mind, like when I see the mirror, all I see is like a stick man with a huge butt. Like that's it. Yeah. It's like if I were to draw me, it would be a straight line and then a huge butt and then a straight line for my legs. <laughs> Dude, when I was a ki- like when I was a teenager, I would like look in the mirror and I'd like turn to the side and I'd be like, "Dude, you look like a fucking centaur." Like <laughs> that's what it looks like. Like you're at like dudes with big butts. You just look like a fucking centaur. Yeah, I don't think um, I've met very many very many other dudes who've who've suffered from this big butt problem. Cause I have a lot of buddies who have like little tiny butts, and I just yeah. I'll look at their butts and I'll be like, dude, I'm so jealous. Like I'm so Imagine jealous. Imagine just tiny butt. Where, I didn't notice when we hung out in person that you had a big butt. Well, I wear, like I said, man, I wear pants that are really good at hiding it. You know, like I wear I wear like slightly baggy pants. Yeah. Hello? Um, Hello? We don't like I think I have for you to notice. No? What's up? Oh, it, I was going to say, if I had uh, the cheeks, you would know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wear yeah. baggy pants, too. I'm wearing these, like, mountain climbing pants right now that have, like, a like a, like a drawstring, like, waistband thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just... Yeah. I'm, I think I'm just making myself sound... <laughs> Like I'm fucking obese, and I'm like, yeah, I've moved, I've moved on from from normal pants and belts, and now I have a drawstring that I tie around. No, I was, I was thought that, I thought you were a pretty small dude, but it's weird, man. But like, we're really getting to something here, like just the perception, right? Like how people see yeah. themselves versus how the rest of the world sees themselves. Like there was that uh, commercial. I think it used to play before movies and it would be like uh, people would draw, would like describe themselves to a sketch artist. You remember this? I don't know if I do. Well, a person would describe themselves to a sketch artist and the sketch artist would draw without being able to see the person, obviously. And then other people would describe that person to a sketch artist and then (laughs) they'd like unveil the difference in the pictures and uh, the picture that the people gave to the sketch artist would be all, like, ugly and stuff. And then <laughs> the picture that the people of describing the other person, like their friends or whatever, it would be all beautiful and shit. And then they'd start to cry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait, this was before movies? Uh, th- yeah, it would play, like, uh, AMC would do this commercial. It was Because it was a commercial for, like, a bank or something. It was, it was gross. Uh, it was, like... <laughs> And the bank was like, fuck you, you're all really ugly. (laughs) We're all ugly at heart, so why not steal everyone's money? Yeah, go with Chase. So anyway, but yeah, yeah, but that that, that commercial stuck with me because I was like, I wonder what my friends think of me. And um, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, physically my friends probably think I'm pretty normal, but my friends have different opinions of my personality. Yeah, I mean, always fun to find out. Yeah, it's it's weird when someone's like, "This is yeah." I don't know. 
It's true about all that stuff. I'm just making grand general statements right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's all true. <laughs> That's a really good point, man. It's really good. Yeah. But yeah, so um <laughs> so my problem with books is that I read a bunch at the same time. So I have a bunch that I'm reading right now. Um I'm reading this one called Kill All Normies by Andrew I just Nagel. sold that to someone the other day. Oh, it's so good, man. It's really good. It's just like a history. It's going into like why uh, the alt right exists in like 4chan. It's oh, really wow. good. Yeah, yeah. I had heard about it on uh, this podcast that I like called Chapo Trap House. And oh, yeah. uh, went and bought it on the old Kindle. Pop that on there. Um, I started a book called The Twenty Days of Turin. Have you heard of this? No, what is that? Dude, like the description sold me on it so hard. It was written in like 1973 by an Italian dude. And Mm -hmm. uh, basically it's about this city that creates uh, a library where people, all the citizens of the city share their personal diaries with each other in this library. And uh, it drives everybody insane and people start killing each other and stuff. But it's essentially this guy, like, in the 70s predicted social media better than any, like, cyberpunk book possibly could have. Because it's, it's basically like Facebook. But there was no concept of the Internet, right? So it was just, you know, yeah. what if people just all shared their diet? So whenever I saw that, I was like, oh, man, i got to get that one. So I started that. Who wrote, that's who wrote that one? Uh, that was written... Is written by uh, uh, Federico Federcini. No, I don't. I was trying to do an Italian-sounding <laughs> name. Uh, Elena Ferrante. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Elena Ferrante. No, I have no idea. I'm really bad with with names normally. Uh, hold on. No, I'm not going to go look it up. Anyway, it's called the um, with which is like you know like the Shroud of Turin, like T R I N. Yeah. So I'm reading that one, and then uh, trying to think of some books that I have finished lately. Oh yeah, did, you read uh, you read Valis, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so you recommended that book to me, and that changed my whole shit, right? Yeah, that, that's actually, man. That book was amazing. So, I think I was reading that when when we hung out, so I was still like in the throes of it, and like you know reeling from it, whatever. Yeah, I think, and I I really do like that book. The first chapter of that book was, like, my favorite part of it. Um, uh-huh. I think you could read that, like, as a short story alone and just be, like, be happy. But the whole, I mean, it was, the whole thing is cool. I just feel like I have oh, yeah, to read. about the, the girl who, the woman who kills herself and stuff like that. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then it, if it you've does, ever read does. anything by me, I'm a sucker for people wanting to kill themselves. Okay, okay, right on, right on. Yeah, but, like, I I don't know. I'm kind of the opposite, man, because, like, I I like following crazy-ass rabbit holes, right? And uh, mm-hmm. Valis is just, like, Valis to me was just one giant crazy rabbit hole. But the thing, remember how a little bit earlier we talked about how um, any answer that you're looking for you can find in a book? Yeah. Well, like... I think Valis showed me, because I'm kind of trying to find an example of a text where there was a story 
uh, where the author inserted themselves into the story, but it didn't sound like hokey or weird. And I don't mean like as a character, but just as, you know, hey, I'm, I am the narrator and I'm saying this to you. Does that make sense? Like, kind of yeah, yeah, breaking. That, that was really cool in Valis. I forgot about that. Like, I am like horse lover fat. I'm Philip Dick. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that was pretty yeah, cool. He's, I, he's all the. I'm a, I'm yeah. a, I'm kind of a sucker for that too. Right, um, right. So basically, that that showed me because I was, I was trying to figure that out because I, I, I don't. I get really bored by a lot of modern forms of like storytelling, and I think that it's because of blogs and stuff, and we're we're all kind of preconditioned to enjoy reading listicles and blogs. And I think that um, Dennis Cooper was out ahead of this with like writing a book like The Sluts, but I feel like The Sluts is going to be like where novels kind of go to in order to actually get people to read them, which is like some combination of like tweet storm, blog, plot. Jarrett Kobeck kind of did it too, and I hate the internet. But yeah, I was just gonna say that. Yeah, I like that book a lot. Mhm, mhm. But I think that's kind of just where the whole thing is 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 gonna go. But I, I went back, and, I, and then you see, and who was that? But who was Ballas written? Like the seventies, eighties, something like that. So like you see, he was already something like that. He, he was already doing that shit. So it is kind of good to go back, I think, and like read older books because you just find out that. People have already solved all these problems. Yeah, I mean, like Don Quixote was doing like what what like David Foster Wallace and a lot of other people do. I mean, whatever. Like, obviously, that book's inspired a bunch of fucking people. But mm-hmm. it's like the whole metafiction like story within a story thing. But um, what was I gonna say? Totally blank. Something, something about Vows. Oh, have you read those other, the other two books in that trilogy? No, I have them, but I haven't read them yet. Yeah, I feel like you read Vows and you're like, that was awesome, but I definitely need to take a break from that. Mhm, mhm. Yeah, for sure. It was, uh, it was, uh, well, I mean, it's, for me, it's more just like my, my ADD. At the beginning of the year, I was like, <laughs> I had this idea. I'm only going to read two authors this year, Philip K. Dick and J.G. Ballard. And then I read like one book from each of them, and I was like, okay, I'm going to read other books now. So it's more just, it's, it's more just my yeah. ADD than anything, I think. But um, Yeah, I think that's, that, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I, I was reading Ballard with with my dad at the same time. Like, we do that every once in a while. We, like, pick a book that we're both going to read. Um, what was the, was just uh, what, what, what were some of the other ones? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, go ahead. well um, so so I was texting him, like, what the fuck does this mean? <laughs> right. What is the, like, Gnostic Bible? I don't know. I Like, I didn't know what that stuff was. Right, What that right. stuff was. Um. It's kind of cool to that book. Yeah, yeah. he does. I mean, he does a good job of like explaining a lot of stuff. Right. On. Oh, you, you wait. Your 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 dad or Dick? No, no, fucking Dick. Right. Right. Right on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My dad's my dad's decent at explaining things too. He's no Dick, but <laughs> <laughs> my dad could explain things better than your dad. <laughs> my dad could beat up your dad. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. 
My dad could beat up your mom, too. <laughs> That's probably true. No, I don't know. I never really, like, it's so weird growing up. Like, I never really, like, my dad was never around, so I never really had that, you know. Like, I had friends who would be like, my dad is crazy taking me fishing, and he he lets me watch R-rated movies. And I was like, I watch R-rated movies anyway. I don't give a shit. And my dad isn't even around, and I watch R-rated movies. So, sounds like you're a little bitch. That's what I said to them yeah. at that age. Mostly I'm a little bitch. Turn. Mostly I probably just yeah. started crying, and I was like, shut up, idiot. Idiot was my big, like, my idiot was, like, my go-to word when I wanted to cuss. Right? Yeah. I'd call people idiot. I'd be like, idiot. So. <laughs> <laughs> my dad and I are really similar people. Like, if you look at my, my dad has a Twitter. And if you look at his Twitter, it's like, it's like seeing what I'm going to be like when I'm 59 years old. What's your dad's Twitter handle? <laughs> it's his name, Joe, and then B for his middle initial. And then Grantham. So it's just Joe B. Grantham. Dude, that rules. That rules. Oh, by the way, I'm trying to do this on the show more often. My Twitter handle is at BRBJDO, the same as my Instagram handle. Follow me, IG, BRBJDO, Twitter, BRBJDO. Follow me, fools. Yeah, follow JDO. Okay, guys. Follow me. Follow me on that shit. Yeah, I can only read one book at a time, usually, yeah. So you're reading so, just, just The Laughing Monsters? Yeah, that Dennis Johnson book, because my dad and I were like, let's read a book together again. So I'm reading that. He already finished it, though. Fucking asshole. You got to catch up. So, I know, so I got to read that. Um, but it's cool. It's like It's like a grand green book. It's like a little spy stuff. And it's cool. It's a bummer that he died. Yeah, it is. Did they ever figure out what he died of? Not really. It's weird. Why has that been so... Usually when someone dies, the first thing you know is, like, they died of this. But Mm -hmm. I think it was something to do with his liver. And, yeah, which makes sense. Did he drink? I thought... He he went sober, right? Was he sober? He was sober... He was yeah. sober for, like, most of his life, I think, but not when he was younger. Oh, so he just drank too much when he was a kid, and then it came back to get him. Yeah. Like, dude, that scares me so much. Me. Dude, that scares me so much with, not like booze, but just, like, with drugs, basically. Like, because I, I ate so many weird research chemicals coming, you know, uh, just, like, some of them, like, kept me up for days at a time, and so I'm just waiting for that hammer to drop. Just, like, go to the doctor and be like, yeah, there's, like, eight holes in your brain. I don't really know what to tell you. Like, you just somehow you're still alive, but you've been in your brain for the past 15 years. Really strange. Yeah, I feel like there was, like, a point in, like, Indie Lit where it was really cool to be, like, fucked up all the time and, like, like trying a bunch of drugs. And, like, now everybody's sober. Yeah. And, like, I'm not sober, but I, I only drink. I don't really. I, I'm too scared. Like I'm too much of a baby to like fuck with psychedelics. Like I just can't do that. But mm-hmm. but now, like I feel like sometimes I'm one of the only people that's just getting really drunk. Off yeah, of yeah. That was that used to be like 
that used to be my problem too. Like I, I just always feel like I just get more turnt than everybody else, you know? And it's, uh, it can be a little embarrassing because I don't know. I just had to learn how to keep my shit together. You know, I just had to let things happen naturally and just be like, Oh, if I just, you know, I can still drink like eight or nine beers. I just have to like space them out and have a glass of water between them. And then I can just be like, cool. Cause it used to be, I would just be like, Oh, there's free beer at this, at this reading. Hell yeah. And I would drink like <laughs> four or five and my face would just be like bright red, almost purple, you know? And people would be like, people would be like, are you okay? And I'd be like, yeah, I'm good. Good. This just happens sometimes. Um, yeah. I hosted a reading for Bud back in March and like I bought 50 beers and like the person who was like letting me use their space, they bought 50 beers for it. So I just just got shit faced. And like by the end of it, I was like, just the next day, I was like, I don't know. Like I probably looked really dumb the whole time, but I, I usually just I get really happy when I when I'm drunk. Was anybody else drunk? Yeah, there were a lot of drunk people, but because I, I was care, hosting dude. it, because I was hosting it, I would come up and like say stuff, and you just walk out I, there and just be like, "Hey, look at me, I'm I'm Mr. Gay Joey, it's me, Gay," and they're like, <laughs> and I'll just like, "Hey, man, that's homophobic, that's not cool," and you're like, "What? It's yeah. funny because I'm." <laughs> I mean, I'm gay. I just love dick, you know? And they're like, dude, <laughs> not not cool. And you, like, tell like, beer. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I'm half Jewish, so half of me controls the media. Uh, and, then, funny. and then everybody's like, uh... And then you're like, whoa. Whoa, tough crowd out here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My favorite one is whatever people, like, are like, y'all need to loosen up. You guys need to chill out. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> silent... They say a bad joke, it's silent, and then they just tell everyone that they need to relax. Yeah, you go, well, you guys yeah. are like really, really need to chill out. Like, that happened to me. I had this guy, I was working at my concierge job, and, like, a delivery guy came, um, and, it, like, he had a bike, and people with bikes are supposed to use a certain elevator. So we went to go and try and get on this elevator, and I told him no, and, like, to get on, like, the bike elevator, and he says, like, why? I just get on this elevator. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, well, because sometimes, like, residents get upset if there's a bike on there. And, like, what I meant was that a lot of the residents are in wheelchairs, so they can't fit their wheelchair on if there's a bike in there, so they, it would, like, irritate them. Um, but it, it was like, well, rich people need to chill the fuck out. And, like, there are, like, residents around him and stuff. He's like, everything's not that serious. You guys need to relax. All you need to relax. And I was like, there was oh, a guy yeah. yelling yelling at people that they needed to relax. So, anyway. <laughs> Fucking relax. God, like, y'all need to, he was like, y'all need to, and he was like this tiny, skinny white dude who talked like in that, like, um, what's the non-offensive way of saying talk like a black guy? Uh, <laughs> maybe that's it right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, he talked like that. He's like, man, y'all need to like smoke a blunt on some Y'all need to chill. Y'all are on this I think, fucking high-strung tip. And it's not racist that I'm doing this because I'm talking about I'm, I'm doing an impression of a white guy. So Yeah, I think, but, like, at this point, he's the one who's, like, appropriating things, not you. Yeah. 
Well, he's the one who looks fucking ridiculous. You know what I mean? Because it's clearly, like, not... He's like, y'all need to go to New York City where they don't care about elevators like this. Everybody's chill. And I was like, dude, I literally just got back from New York and nobody is chill in that city at all. Like, everybody's... Yeah, it's the least chill city. Everybody is high-strung as fuck. The second a light turns green, everyone's like... Like, come on, motherfucker. I just couldn't do it, man. At this point in my life, oh, jeez. I could do it if I had, like, one of those, like, badass, like, penthouses, right? Where I could just look out over the city. Um, It's funny, actually, like, one of the buildings that I work at is in a a part of town that's just, like, it's, like, homeless person central. Or, like, homeless or, like, drifters, right? Like, just messed out, like... We have to call ambulances all the time because people will, like, huff WD-40 and shit and, like, tweak out and stuff, like, in front of buildings. And I was talking about it with my buddy Eli, who works there also. People on the 18th floor just, like, look out of their window and just, like, jack off watching all, like, the poor people scurry around. Like, is that part of it? You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, that's what I would imagine. That would would be me in New York. (laughs) big penthouses and I would just go down the elevator to the parking garage and I'd have a driver drive me around and just like look out yeah. at all the pores. <laughs> but and you wouldn't say a word. You'd no. be silent your whole no. life. I would, yeah, I would be like a samurai. Yeah. Samurai J. David Osborne. Yeah. What are yo, what are what are like your favorite things you've read this year though? Favorite things that I've read this I feel year? Like, yeah, I feel like that's like that's a question that yeah, people get yeah. asked, and we're, like, sure. halfway through the year. Sure. Okay, cool. Yeah, so Dallas was definitely one of them. Um, I really loved uh, Isadora by Amelia Gray. Um, I thought that one really kicked ass. And it was cool for me, too, because that was, like, not the type of book that I would normally have read. If It's like if Amelia Gray hadn't written it, I wouldn't have read it, which sucks. Yeah. But – is totally true but i like i loved gut shot so much and threats that i picked up the novel and it was really really good um which made me want to read outside my wheelhouse more often um the other stuff that i read that i liked uh was like there's a book called pieces of eight uh and then the chaos protocols and they're both by a guy named gordon white and that's just those are like books about magic um which I read a lot of those too. Um, magic, yeah, yeah, not like doing magic tricks, but like, like Satanist, like magical type shit, you know, like spells and stuff. Hmm. Um, yeah. So I really enjoy like reading those. Yeah, yeah, sort of stuff like that. Sort of like you know, um, I don't know. I get really into all that kind of stuff. You know, behind closed doors, I do all that kind of weird shit. So yeah. yeah. Um, but I get into that kind of stuff, and then um, what are some of the other really good books that I've read this year? Um, one of the books that I read for World Literature Today, it's called Aberrant by Marek. I can't pronounce his last name because he's Polish, but that one was really good. It was super surreal. It mixes in a lot of, like, um, it's hard to explain. It's like it's another one of those books that showed me that you can do whatever you want. I feel like uh, Europeans in particular are really good at not worrying so much about 
how do I explain this? Like giving you the plot on a scene by scene basis, they'll just tell you that things happened. It's almost like yeah. It's almost like in, in, in like a lot of American like genre fiction, especially it's like watching a movie where you start off and you have scenes, right? And it goes from scene to scene to scene to scene to scene. But then, like when you get to like especially in Europe, but some Americans do this, but in Europe it's, it's especially uh, prevalent. They'll talk. Writers will just talk about a character for a while and just tell you everything about them and everything that's like happened to them up till then. And then they'll like come out of that narrative mode and do it like a scene of dialogue. And then they'll dip back into it. You, you know what I mean? Like yeah, they're yeah. not as tied down to like that linear plot type thing. But this book was really good. It was really surreal um, in that kind of way. Um, I'm writing my review for it now. Then, oh gosh hard to remember what exactly I've read this year. Uh, I don't know. What about you? Yeah, I don't know. I got to think. I mean, I liked, um, in terms of things that, like, surprised me and, like, never, I don't know, like, Elizabeth Allen's persona or whatever. I saw to read that. You said, yeah, it's actually, like, a really cool book. It's it's not it's not like a stunt or whatever. Um mm-hmm. it really and it's really messy but it knows it's messy. And I, I, I mm-hmm. like that. And like she put it out so like it could be as messy as she wants it to be. And that's mm-hmm. something I, I I respect. Um I mean obviously the Sarah book, um as you Which know I also have not read yet. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's masturbating to that book. Um, right. And it's... It I is, think I'm going to be the first list. one. I'm going to be the first one who comes out and is like, Sarah book? Not that good. That's going to be my take on it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Not that great. <laughs> but you should you should read this Lee Child book. That's a great book. Yeah, yeah. I'll be one of those weird hipsters who, like, has gone so far down the rabbit hole they've come out the, the other end where they're like you know what you know what good band good music really is you too like <laughs> yeah <laughs> I did a tweet, I did a tweet the other day where I was like the best concert I ever went to was you too it was magical and like blah 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 and it was like supposed to be like sort of funny um and then <laughs> immediately I immediately deleted it because I was like no one's gonna think that's funny they're just gonna think I'm really like into you too, which right. I was for a while, and that's okay. But yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. But you know what I mean? The kind of person who's like used to be super into indie stuff, but now they're like, no, actually, like the Avengers is the best film of the year. Yeah, like, I hate what the that. What are you talking about? <laughs> Go fuck yourself. No, yeah, I mean. I really did like not just like sucking your asshole here, but Black Gum was fucking awesome. I think I read that this year. Thanks, that man. was an example. Yeah, yeah, that was like that was an example. Of, I don't know a book that just like frees you of. I don't know. You read that and you're like, all right, I can like, I just I can write something now. I mean, and then it, it doesn't come out the way you want it. But you know, like Black Gum. Was a nice is a nice companion to to Cult of Loretta, I think. Totally, yeah. No, I definitely feel like those are like sister books. Yeah, I and 
and they're like they're different enough where it's like it's not like oh this is just like JDO trying to do uh, Cult of Loretta. No, it's it's your own thing, but it is it is really cool. And you know, Thanks. my dad read that one too, and he <laughs> I showed you that text. Uh, I think so. I can't remember. My dad was like, wow, that was a wild threesome at the end. That's <laughs> such a dad comment. Yeah. What a wild way to end it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just uh, the old, the old spit roast. The old spit roast yeah. closer. But, uh, I don't know. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I was fucking obsessed with those the, those Dennis Cooper books, the, the the George Miles cycle. I finished those. Oh, dude, I have to catch up with you then. I haven't finished the whole cycle yet. I finished it, and, like, the last book, I need you to read it so we can talk about it, because I... Dude, I how about I finish know. it, and then, like, the next, the next podcast we'll talk about the George Miles cycle. That's a cool idea. Hell yeah. Because I, I don't know what to make of that that last book he he wrote a guide to it like a like a strategy guide like for a video game but for his book mm-hmm. and yeah but interesting oh now, now yeah, i'm intrigued i'm on I, I finished i got i did closer and uh frisk and so i got i got i got three more to go i could probably knock those out pretty quick though yeah they're all really short guide yeah. is fucking awesome yeah. Yeah. Well, all right, man. Well, cool. Hey, I really got a piss, so, and we've talked for like an hour. So I'm going to let you go. Yeah. Let me go, all right? All right. I'm letting, I'm letting you go, but yeah. Good, good <laughs> podcast. Fucking let me go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll talk to you soon. Hopefully it doesn't sound like shit. Sorry. You know? That's what you get yeah. with Queens. <laughs> Don't worry, dude. All right. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> yeah. Be good, all right? All right. You too, man. Bye-bye.